I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. What has been achieved today is not Brexit. I don't believe this government has negotiated fairly or effectively. Brexit is a lose-lose situation. We have always followed the EU mandate. It is utterly unacceptable to anybody who believes in democracy. Hello and welcome to Brexit The Final Countdown. We have one day until the election. Um, and joining me to review what's been quite a staggering campaign is our head of news for Express.co.uk and columnist Paul Baldwin. Hello. Hello. And in London, disappointingly, rather than some far-flung location, we have Martin Brown, senior political correspondent for the Daily Express. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, chaps, there's a lot of big votes happening this week. It started with the I'm a Celeb final. It concludes with the Strictly final. And somewhere in the middle, there is uh, the greatest election of a generation. Yes, yeah, difficult to know which is the most important of those three. It, uh, Strictly is the most important in my I household. Think, so. uh, for you, you might be right, Martin, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a frantic day for both parties as they desperately try to clinch their swing voters, double down on their safe seats and, of course, try to avoid any more gaffes. So shall we begin? Uh, it doesn't feel like it's been a great week for the optics, I would say, uh, for the for anyone in this campaign. Um, so we had Boris Johnson pocketing the phone of the regional ITV political reporter Joe Pike and refusing to look at the photo of Jack Willamont Barr who, of course, is the four-year-old boy who was forced to sleep on a pile of coats at Leeds General Hospital with suspected pneumonia. Bad. Mm. We then had the fake news scandal where senior Tories briefed that Matt Hancock's aide, I'm as surprised as anyone that he's got um, an advisor, was punched by a Labour protester outside a hospital when the video very clearly showed that he hadn't. Um, Not great for Labour either. Yesterday we had uh, Shadow Health Secretary and Corbyn Powell, John Ashworth, caught out on tape uh, bemoaning Corbyn on the doorstep and saying how much of a nightmare it had been. He then tried to kind of roll back on these claims by saying that he was trying to outfox the Tories by using their own attack lines against them uh, to try and throw them off the scent. Um, Corbyn then said it was just John being John and it was his weird sense of humour. It's been kind of weird. What do you think, chaps? That all happened in like the last 72 hours. uh, There's quite a lot to take in there. I wish the whole campaign had been like that. You would be dead. That would be exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, uh, up until now, it's been very stage-managed and... Um, a dull is what it's been. Let's face it, not a great deal it's has really happened. It's really boring. Um, so, uh, yeah, a bit of spice in the last few days has, um, yeah, livened it up. And it's inevitable, you know, you get to the last last few days of any campaign and all sides are pushing as hard as they can and um, <clears throat> it's inevitable that a few things, uh, yeah. few things start to happen. I think I... Um I said a couple of weeks ago that this will probably, if it follows the pattern of previous elections, it will be boring, boring, boring. Then there'll be a moment, and this week there were about ten moments. But yeah. normally, there's a moment where it hinges on, and, and it kind of um, in the, in Kinnock's time there was Jennifer's ear, Gluey, or something. Um, there's always a, a kind of um, a time that makes the manifesto seem rather irrelevant because it becomes the focus of the election. Yeah. And we've certainly, the Leeds Hospital thing has certainly been one of those. Well, yeah, I think the manifestos became a little irrelevant when we started talking about two billion trees, which we learned last week would involve <laughs> um, planting trees all over Wales. Wales yeah. would have to be a complete, would have to become a forest to accommodate that many new trees. Yes, indeed. Um, so I think that's kind of when they, yeah. when we crossed, uh, jumped the shark, I think they call it in TV. Um, what do you guys think was, was that moment then? I mean, was it uh, Boris Johnson's incredibly awkward interview with ITV where he refused to look Look at that picture of that poor boy. Uh, was it that weird political Twitter story where Laura Koonsberg and others uh, basically tweeted out unverified fake news uh, to their millions of followers? Um, or was it 
John Ashworth slagging off his boss. Can't imagine that happening. What's your ex? They, these have all been kind of storms, and but I don't think any of them are going to have much of an impact on the overall outcome of the election. Um, in 2017, we had Theresa May's famous uh, meltdown on the dementia tax, and that was a moment, and that was significant because it was something in the manifesto that completely collapsed. Whereas these are kind of storms, and they're interesting. And um, in the case of Young Jack, it's um, you know it's it's kind of heartbreaking what's happening. But um, with regards to the the, the um, looking at the photo, the Joe Pike interview, I mean. I think the Prime Minister could have handled that a bit better, but... I mean, yeah, also, he took a... Yeah, absolutely good one. He took a I phone mean, that, off a reporter, refused to look at it, and then kind of trotted well, out he some... He didn't take the phone. He was, he was handed the phone, and and then he he's on a, you know, doing a live interview. And Thank you, Martin. A moment pocket, of clarity which is a, there. Okay, well, next time you and I are having a conversation, Martin, I will just slide <laughs> your phone out of your hand and put it in my pocket, and then I'll try to make a joke of it at the no, end. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying he didn't, he didn't grab the phone off him, which was implied in Joe's tweet... He took the phone. He was handed. He was shown the phone. He took it off him, and then he bizarrely put it in his pocket. Um, probably because he's thinking, "I'm doing an interview," and I'll come back to that later. That's a natural thing yeah. to do: is yeah, to put the phone yeah. in your pocket. But you know, aside from that, he he could have handled it a lot better by saying, "Yeah, this this showing more empathy. This is heartbreaking." But and then here's my message, rather than doing what he did. It so. felt to me that he was confronted with an incredibly uncomfortable truth, which was the state of the NHS after 10 years of the Tories in well, government. The, and um, was confronted by a horrendous picture of a four-year-old boy sleeping on a pile of coats and has zero empathy with uh, normal people and their concerns. And, and that was, I think that was truly, that was true Boris. Yeah. I mean, the Tories, the Tories have got their message, which is Brexit and they don't want to deviate from that. And it's working for them. And, as soon as it goes on to the NHS, then they're uncomfortable with that. The, so, the Labour Party, can... the Labour Party, has weaponised the NHS very effectively in the last seven days. But um, there's still absolutely no historical evidence that the NHS is better under a, a Labour government. Um, many health authorities are spending the sixth of their income paying off Gordon Brown's um, privatised. PFI, basically, and probably another big chunk of that on legal fees, which doesn't leave that much left for um, actual nurses and healthcare and medicine. But this is just a human response. This is if I was showing you now a picture of a very poorly boy sleeping on a pile of coats in hospital in this great, brilliantly, brilliantly weaponised in this great country. For you to not have kind of an ounce of sympathy is is quite remarkable, and especially. You know when they are talking, mean, they are talking about spending. Yeah, me, me or Boris? You, you, both of you actually. No, well, Boris didn't know what was on the phone, did he? he just yeah, because he didn't want to look. He did know because Jack, the Joe Pike, the reporter, showed him what was on the told him what was on the phone. Martin, he chose not you, to look. what do you think? Did Boris know what was on that phone? Was it just a weird moment for him? I think it was a weird moment. He 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 should have known. He should have known whether he 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 should be briefed that. This is the story on the front, the front of the mirror. It was the front page of the Daily Mirror. He was very aware of what the photo was. And he should was. be briefed and he should be, he should at least be aware of what's going on. So he can make, in that split second, in the heat of the moment, he can make a split second judgment of, to say something that addresses it and then move on to their core message, which is, we, you know, we, we're building Brexit, 40 Brexit. hospitals, we're, but, but Brexit, get Brexit done. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't look at it. He didn't react in the way that he perhaps should have done. And he went straight into his message, which didn't play well. It just is in the narrative that in the eyes of the Tories um, and a lot of people, Jeremy Corbyn's uh, anti-Semitic. And on the flip side, Boris Johnson shows no empathy. He can't be trusted. And that's 
um, it just plays into that that narrative. So it, it wasn't a good look for him, and the whole day kind of spiralled after that. Mm, I don't think it's even conflating it. I think it was a completely, I think it was a truly honest moment from Boris. I just don't think he don't think he cares. Um, is it going to? Does the election pivot on moments like this though? Like, is that the you know swing voters are at the ballot tomorrow afternoon? Do they remember the callous response of the prime minister? Do they remember that poor boy sleeping on a pile of coats, or do they just think? Roll, you know, d- d- does does this well, swing that, an that's election? That's a huge question, isn't it? Yeah. Does, does is this election still about Brexit, which it was, or has um, Corbyn skillfully deflected the and um, the mirror skillfully deflected the position back to the Stop core top? Stop banging things. Well, back to the, <laughs> the core things of, of, uh, of the NHS. He's banging. He's care. like he's like a percussionist. I'm being today. demonstrative. I yeah, has has the has the argument moved from Brexit? It's a great which was, question. Which is, so I asked it. So, what do you think the answer is? Uh, I didn't understand the question then. <laughs> what, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Nobody knows. Do you, Martin, Absolutely, nobody knows. Martin, the, the only good thing that anyone's the poll that came out today, which we'll Boris to. had dropped them. Sorry, was that no, nobody knows. It gives us something interesting to talk about until we know. Mm, Martin, do you, you think know? that this is is this a moment? Does it? Yeah, is it just part of a long a long line of events, or do you think this is that is the pivotal moment when maybe? Those kind of I don't softer think it's a moment. I, I mean, uh, uh, Labour voters, people have decided, you know, a lot of people have decided who they're going to vote for, so it's not going to make any difference to them. Um, it's just uh, however many undecideds there are at this late, very late stage in the game. It, it will have an impact, um, but I'm not so sure it's a turn it, you know, of course, a, a it's not over moment. yet either, is it? We've got a whole the, day. The, no, we had the 15 Labour MPs writing in the Northern Papers today saying don't vote Labour. Mm-hmm. That's another, maybe that would counter the um, the NHS. Yeah, I mean, this week hasn't been um, a hoot for the Labour Party. I mean, the John Ashworth stuff was pretty bloody embarrassing. And yeah, like you say, and Angela Rayner being forced to admit she wouldn't nationalise sausages wasn't yep. great either, was it? <laughs> well, I mean, exactly. it, was, it wasn't a high point for political yeah. discourse in this great country. It, I was going to say, it was, a bad, it was a very bad day for the Conservatives, but they hit back straight away the following day with the Ashworth stuff, and as Paul's mentioned about the you know, Labour MPs writing, um, saying not to support, to support Labour. So they, they've hit back quite strongly. They probably haven't pulled back the lost ground over you know that this little battle this week's battle but um it in the eyes of the Tories at least it's not spilled over for a day after day after day um and the finish line is is there now so they, they're kind of saved by the bell I would say yeah and then obviously we're all waking up to YouGov's second seat prediction survey which in 2017 I think accurately predicted 95% of the seats uh, which says that the Tories are on Course to win 339 seats, so gain up 22 from 2017, with Labour dropping to 231 seats, which would be down 31 seats from 2017. So, um, suggesting that there will be a Boris majority, yes, um, and not great reading for the Labour Party because it would forecast the worst performance and election since 1983, I, which I wasn't even around for. Yeah, no, absolutely, of course, you went. Um, Martin, <laughs> yeah. I think that would give uh, <laughs> Boris enough of a majority to push Brexit through, right? Is that my... Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Um, so, this yeah. Is, so this is chipper reading for the Tories. Uh, if you want Brexit done in a Boris way, it's absolutely chipper reading. Which is, yeah. we absolutely do. <laughs> which we absolutely do. Um, 
there's obviously some caveats attached to this poll. So this obviously was carried out over a week. So it works in the assumption that everyone who they spoke to on one day was vote, had the same voter intentions by the end of the week. Um, also, it doesn't take into account voter turnout, which could be affected by some abysmal weather, which has been very accurately reported on express.co.uk Absolutely. this morning. Also, well, this, I think it's interesting because obviously older people, don't, yeah. if it snows... That could really affect the vote because well, you barely don't come in when it's snowing, do you? I mean, I can't. We can't get you to the desk when it snows. Let well, on the other hand, uh, the students will still probably just stay in bed all day and not bother voting anyway, like they did last time. So <laughs> they've got neighbours to watch. It's counted at the other end as well. Um, Martin, what do you think? I mean, this is it's it's an unusual approach to polling, but it did it did kind of accurately call 2017. I mean, is this is this the result? Is this the answer? Are we looking at a slim but you know workable Boris majority? Do you rex? All the all the polls of throughout the election have shown the Tories in the lead. The, these these surveys or models, multi-level regression and post-stratification, I think it's called That's MRP. Exactly it, yeah. the, I mean, they're, they're very complex. <laughs> you're very doing com- your homework, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was reading it this morning. I thought I'd better <laughs> figure out what it is. Um, but they're very complex. They're very complex um, things. And I guess they're the most accurate accurate survey we've got to go on. And... The last one showed, I think, the Tories were had a majority of 40. This one's 28. All the polls have been showing between a 14, 15-point lead and a 6-point lead. So I don't want to make any predictions, but I think you could pretty much rule out any kind of Labour majority or victory. I mean, that's <laughs> okay. just not yeah. going to happen. Okay, yeah, you um, really went out on a limb there. Sticking your neck out there a bit. <laughs> I really went out on a limb. Um, wow. And it's, it's looking like... Someone tell like It's looking like a Tory... Tory majority, but by how much we don't know. Um, I mean, I've always stood by my view that I think we could be in some form of status quo with a hung parliament. But the way things are, are looking up now, it's perhaps we're looking at a slim, slim Tory majority. But going back to the, the interesting, the weather point. Um, I know we're fascinated by it in this country, but is it? It's a very localized election, so constituencies, even even this poll, which is you know very um, very complex, can't show what's really going to happen in each local constituencies and the weather as well the weather will impact on you know perhaps rural constituencies meaning some people can't vote and they're they're the close one you know they could be close ones where just a few votes could make a difference and if people can't get out to vote um then then that could have an impact i don't know how bad the weather's gonna be but also it's it's gonna be really bad go to the website this um this survey out today is a bit like weather models as well it, it, you can you can run it one time you know last week yeah. and it will give you a completely different result to to the previous previous one just two weeks ago and weather models they change all the time i know it's a lot more variables in weather but it's a you know modeling and predicting things is quite difficult but uh, it's the best we got to go on and if I were the Tories, I'd be um, I'd be quietly confident. Yeah, it was a reason to be cheerful. And interesting for the Labour Party, this model, despite all the caveats, does suggest that they're going to lose Newcastle under Lyme and Don Valley, which are those kind of Labour leave seats that we've spent a lot of time talking about on this podcast. Um, which is a shame because we were saying people like Caroline Flint have worked very hard to... Um, to like to represent she's a kind of what's the word like a, a late coming lever is that the, is that the expression you know where like you were you're a reformed lever where she was a remainer but now she's a lever because she had to <laughs> there be there is a word isn't there what, what is the do you know what that's called Mark, being as you're the only one on their homework this morning martin 
A late coming lever? Um, I haven't I haven't done my homework on that. It's like a Bremaine. Um, Bremaine, <laughs> yeah, whatever she is. We um, just make up a word. Okay, well, we'll call, yeah, yeah a Bremaine, um, <laughs> who's like worked very hard to kind of, you know, represent the views of her constituency, yeah. despite having a manifesto that's calling for a second referendum with a... <laughs> aim to campaign to remain it's difficult um paul's getting very excited he keeps eyeing no, me over the table about i'm just i wanted to ask martin what he thought about eyeing the, you up the, over yeah. the table yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's, he keeps like, looking what at me every time i go to speak <laughs> it's a very paul podcast paul darling you wanted I to say something just i think wanted sorry to ask martin what he thought of the uh the prospect or the um the possibility of of um of a hung parliament with um well, the, the horror of um, Nicola Sturgeon having the whip hand in all in, in Parliament. Well, I, yeah, I well, with, with Corbyn and, uh, and Miss Sturgeon hook up, ugh. and uh, <laughs> and we end up with a, with well, the Hong Parliament with the, with the SNP having the balance of power. Is that a real possibility? Do you think there is? I mean, any poll, normal polls, I think there's about a six percent um, margin of error on any poll. And I, I don't know whether that applies to this um, this uh, YouGov survey from yesterday last night, but either they've said in their results that you know at the lower end, lower end of a, a Tory, um, or at the lower end of the, the results, it could could mean a hung parliament. So yeah, we could could be in that territory. It's, um, it's and that would it's mean out of no, the realms of possibility. And that would mean no Brexit, right? Well, it, yeah. Not in the immediate future, anyway. It would mean no Brexit on January thirty first, okay. and then we'll just be in a, a whole world of world pain for the next. It does mean the months. podcast will get recommissioned now? So, it does. That's true. Um, work for us all. Yeah, I was thinking this yesterday, Nigel. I was at I was at a Nigel Farage rally yesterday, and he's he's already talking about a new party after Brexit done in January, and he's going to call himself the Reform Party. So, what are we going to call the podcast after <sighs> after Brexit? Oh, Brexit. Oh, my God. Oh. Redundant. We told um, you so. We told you so. I was thinking, um, they think it's all over, or you think it's all over, actually, <laughs> yeah, for a serious conversation, there. but um, we'll have a branding. We'll have a branding meeting offline. Um, what? The Brexit trade agreement, the final countdown. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a good well, one. That's you get so, so, sign me up. Queuing up to listen. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> It's the sequel that no one's asking for, I think. Um, okay, so you both have sort of said that you thought that you found this campaign to be quite boring, because my next question was going to be, how have you sort of rated it five or six weeks of up and down the country? Yeah. What do we think? Yeah, it's largely been on message, get Brexit done, the NHS, get Brexit done, the NHS. Um, but... The last few days has been quite interesting, and yeah, it's, I, on the on the odd occasion I've been out on at rallies and on the bus and things like that is it's a bit more exciting from, than watching on TV. But it's, I, I think I said last time it's very much a TV focused um, election and social media, as we we saw by the the Love Actually um, uh, spoof parody uh, yes a couple of days ago. So. Um, but yeah, overall, it's been. I mean, it was it's a breath of fresh air from Brexit, but uh, only briefly. Um, <laughs> only if you don't listen to Boris Johnson. Um, I think uh, Nick, um, poor old Joe Swinson has had a mare of a campaign. I think she's had a really tough time 
um, has not been able to sort of shake off her record as part of the coalition government, just did not cut through. The hashtag girly swap messaging is driving me nuts. And I think I'm exactly the person that she's aiming that at, a.k.a. a, a millennial uh, lady. And um, I think it's nuts. And all the nonsense in grants here about having to wear low cut tops. I just I think she had an, a nightmare of an election. And I, I'm, I'm disappointed for her. I in think her. She, um, <laughs> she only really sort of raised her head above the parapet when she probably reasonably sensibly said where are the party of remain full stop and that you became a sort of go-to party if you if you were a remainer yeah but, that's what they should have been but they've just there just hasn't been any traction but underneath that no one bothered looking at the policies no what do you think martin uh, they've, they've, well yeah i agree i don't think she's um particularly well liked and they they've kind of rode back on that a bit now as well so um in my eyes, is the, well, probably the most outrageous of anything that yeah, anyone's done during do, this campaign. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so to, they start um, off as, the, as B to Brexit, and then they've sort of softened the position, and now it's like, oh, maybe we'd have a second vote, and yeah, we'd want to remain. I mean, yeah, it was it's everyone's really been softening. accused of lying and telling fibs and saying, you know, all throughout John McDonnell, Boris Johnson, Jeremy Corbyn, everyone has been accused of it in this election. But the biggest whopper, or not whopper, but the biggest U-turn is is um, the Lib Dems, Joe Swinderson, on yeah. the revoke. So, um, and which was probably the biggest standpoint at the start of the election. Yeah. So, the only reason anyone was voting for them was I know, exactly now they're that. not. Like, and yeah. there are loads of I'm Remainers in the fort, knock, yeah. n- knocking around, yeah. I'm sure, somewhere. And they just haven't rallied around the Lib Dems who made it their entire campaign strategy. I think it's vastly bizarre and Very disappointing. Yeah. I think they were, they were a bit buggered when um, the Brexit party withdrew a load of candidates, which... Um, Helped helped uh, everyone else in in some areas the Lib Dems were looking to win, but um, aside from that, she's not come across very well from people who I've been speaking to, and people even have just mentioned it without even me prompting them. Oh, I don't like that, Joe Swinson. You know, too 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 young is well, one of the arguments I've heard is too young. Oh, um, that's silly. Have, doesn't have any um, doesn't have the experience, so. Uh, um, but, I mean, yeah, I'm 39. You know, so, I'm only going by what people have told me. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. And she kind of made herself sort of the central personality, which doesn't really work when your personality doesn't land, as I know, with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, at, at the beginning, at the beginning, everyone was thinking that the Dems were going to uh, pack on a load of... Yeah, load of yeah. it was but, really... Um, Joe Mania. It was like they, they might only, only get a handful yeah no okay well not even not even a handful yeah i think we've slagged her off enough i think she's probably feeling bad (laughs) enough about it all as she um as she possibly can what a shame um okay so you think vaguely disciplined messages from both of the main parties a quite mundane boring campaign with just sort of nhs and brexit being kind of bandied back and forth well the the tv as martin was saying it's been a very tv heavy um election too much telly and, and they've been really tedious. Yeah. I've been, whoever's been interviewing them, there's been some fairly skilled interviewers there, but they've just allowed them to make party political broadcasts. There's been no really incisive. Nobody's really been nailed to the floor, question-wise. Mm. They just get their allotted, you know, 30 seconds to say what they want to say, and it's always just a trotted out, dull, sanitised election message. Whatever the question was is irrelevant because they just trot out yeah. on both sides. Um do you think if Andrew Neil had gone head to head with Boris, um, maybe that would have changed? We maybe would have had uh, some really fiery moments, and his feet would have been held to the fire, and we'd have spoken truth to power, I, or no? Yeah, I, I, I think we we would have 
it would have been very uncomfortable for the Prime Minister. Um, Jeremy Corbyn got an absolute roasting by Andrew Neil, and but again, you, you don't, you wouldn't have looking back. Maybe in a year's time, you won't look back and say, "Oh, that was the that was the moment." Unless there is unless there is a Tory landslide, or but you won't you won't think that was the moment. But it could have been with with the Prime Minister if he'd done it and tripped up badly over something. Um, I can't think of been, any, even going back to the elections, election, you know, in the past, any moment that's been a sort of TV interview moment that's, that's sort of hinged an election or to a turned an election. It's always been a, a real thing, like the hospital thing, like, you know. Um, oh, no, but what about when Ed Miliband literally tripped off the stage? That was funny. And then when he said, yes, you can, yes, I am tuss enough rather than tough enough. I mean, I, I remember <laughs> those it, moments now. Did it Did it turn an election, though, or was it just Ed Miliband who was, always going to be a runner up I mean it haunts him no one's talking about that podcast they're just talking about yes I am tuss enough (laughs) it's it's just continuous continuous Jeremy Corbyn's anti-Semitic Labour's an anti you know allowing it to fester and that you keep repeat 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 and that takes hold Boris Johnson you can't trust him and and then you have little moments with the mobile phone and that just kind of reinforces that view in the eyes of some or you have uh, Corbyn um with his interview with Andrew Neil, and he doesn't apologise, however many times, yeah, and that absolutely. just reinforces yeah. that view. So, um, but there, there was no dementia tax moment so far in this election, and I, I guess it's too late for anything to happen now. But we have a poll going up today, Martin, and everyone else, uh, which basically asks the question: Has anything of the last two <laughs> to three weeks of politicking and electioneering changed your mind about anything and i think oh i think the results will be really interesting if not that's really just going oh, look, yeah, yeah. look forward to that but they, they've got to do it because there's there are these floating voters undecided um who whose vote will count and they need to pick up however many however many small amount it may be um so that's why they have to go through the motions and keep repeating the yeah, message sure. and keep doing I, I suspect there's quite a lot of people who still are unsure, and I include myself among them, which way they're going to vote. Paul has threatened, can I say, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's illegal, but Paul has threatened to vote for the Animal Welfare Party. I voted party. for Animal Welfare Party in the Previously. European elections, yep. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't like we're the welfare get, of animals? We're going to get letters. I voted for um, my dog. Maybe you could you, vote a little more wisely tomorrow. <laughs> That, There's that, also uh, been this this whole thing about Andrew Neil, and it's it's pretty much the only one that Boris Johnson hasn't done from memory. He, there's a couple of TV debates he didn't do as well, but by and large, he's been everywhere and all over everything, and um, the public have got a good view of him and to see what he's all about. And um, I don't think you could really stick one on him that he's been hiding. Um, uh, I mean, others may argue that he has been, but I think it's been um, pretty pretty widespread coverage. I, I just dropped this in. I, the last election that I've witnessed firsthand was um, when I was living in Myanmar, and it was their first in 2015. It was their first ever free and free and open election um, after decades of military rule, and uh, they just have an election, and there was this. Uh, huge victory for Aung San Suu Kyi's party and there's this huge outpouring of but beforehand there was no there was no TV debates there was no scrutiny there was nothing it was just, you had this vote so you got to 
you've got to think we are pretty lucky in this country. It might seem boring. It might be, seem tedious at this TV debate after TV debate. But at least we have them and the politicians are there open to scrutiny. True. And they're not and war criminals today large, defending themselves in The Hague. So I guess there's always that as well. Yeah, wise, wise words, Martin, you're right. But uh, yeah, I don't think the Andrew Neil thing will make a huge amount of difference. It might, may have done had he done the interview and really tripped up. but um, That may have been um, the point then, been, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just can't answer anything. How many kids have you got? I won't tell you. Will you propose to Carrie? Did you hear? Did you see him in the Sun today? Where he said, "I did." Yes. <laughs> what, what was it? He said. He said, um, "What was the um, less said about that, the better?" Or something. I mean, jeez. No, no, wait, wait, and wait, see. And oh, wait and see. see. Wait it. and wait, see. Yeah. I'd be wait bloody furious. I'd did he say? Did he say um, every every girl deserves a rock or something like that? Or was that the question? That yeah, the, question? The, the, the interviewer yeah, the said, question. "Are you going to give her give her a rock?" Yeah. Um, so that was weird. Yeah, you just can't answer anything. I'm not surprised you didn't do it. Squirms like a like a, a worm on a fork. Final question, chaps. Was this a Brexit election? On the blue side, it was. Um, I would say 60% uh, Brexit. But and the NHS has come up in, in the last week or so yeah we just remembered the nhs paul what do you think brexit election has sky have been trailing it for five weeks uh it started off as a brexit election but the labor party have pretty the labor party had to move the agenda from brexit because they were dead in the water on brexit as we it's all a very know. confusing so position. they've shifted it to you know the tried and tested um the labor party will look after the nhs even though that facts don't actually bear that out um but so right now no, I, I'd probably go with, uh, yeah, 50-50 or something like that. No, how unlikely but tomorrow... Yeah, but tomorrow... Tomorrow, Mike, I, I might go back to Brexit, I think, when people are actually <laughs> well, stood. I've the answer. No, right now. <laughs> okay. But when, when you're stood in the polling booth thinking, what am I going to do with this cross? Animal bloody welfare Brexit party. What's their position on Brexit? Depends if I take my dog or not. <laughs> um, okay, chaps, it's been an honour and a privilege to catch up. Martin, we were going to do one of these tomorrow. Might you be around for a quick uh, review? No, not tomorrow. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. Yeah, so, yeah tomorrow, night, tomorrow night, all through the night, we'll be, um, <clears throat> we'll be in headquarters writing hourly editions for you the paper. Both, Martin. See you there. And um, uh, in the morning, I think I'm going to hop foot over to uh, Westminster. So... Yeah, happy to happy to um, have a chat and uh, talk you through the night and the key moments. So, looking forward to there's some big names could could um, could go actually. Dominic, Dominic Rob, yeah, IDS. that would be quite the scout. Yes, that would be. Oh, get him out. Yeah. Whoop de do. Yeah, uh, that would be quite something, wouldn't it? Portillo moments. That yeah, Portillo yeah. moment. Yeah. Yvette Cooper. What? What? How are her chances looking? I think she's all right. Do you think she's okay? Even though she's in a very staunchly Brexit area. area. Yeah. 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 Um, but sad um, news for some of those Labour leavers potentially. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, happy okay. Well, to, Martin, to we will speak to you. I might be a bit bleary eyed, but you won't see me. So, that's okay. we won't see you. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I shan't be, though. I'll be um, bushy tailed. Um, so, yes, we'll speak to you on Friday. Um, thank you so much for your time. It's been great chronicling this this election with you both. Thank you. Yeah, it's been good. Good it's fun. Been fun for us. Mm, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. It's not take... over yet, is it? No, it's really not all over. Uh, take care, Martin. Speak to you soon. Tara, tara. See Well done for making it to the end of an episode of Brexit The Final Countdown. If you're still enjoying The Countdown, you can subscribe for free. And if you're really enjoying The Countdown, you can also leave us a review.